Welcome to the Don't HR Alone podcast, your daily source for news and updates relevant to the HR profession. We bring you weekly interviews with HR leaders, CEOs, and small business owners, along with our daily updates. Each day, you can tune in for updates by following us on the social media of your choice. We post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also subscribe by going to don'thralone.com. And our show is on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe as well. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rami Alijil, and welcome to episode number 45. Today, we're going to delve deep into a new study from Wells Fargo that shows some very interesting uh, breakdowns of retirement plan participation by generation. So, this is from Wells Fargo, and it primarily talks about how millennials are making the greatest gains in 401k plan participation. Rates of savings for retirement and investing habits differ from one generation to the next, according to the recent analysis of 4 million people who participate in 401k plans provided by Wells Fargo. Retirement plan data for boomers, Gen X, and millennials reveals ways each generation can learn from the others when it comes to saving for retirement. So the full analysis can be found in the Wells Fargo 2017 Driving Plan Health Report. Kind of interesting, Uh, but we're going to give you the highlights. Here's a key bit. Millennials show gain in participation of 13% in just the last five years. Getting a little bit older, that makes sense. Millennials have demonstrated the biggest gains in the percentage of those participating in their 401ks over the last five years, with an increase of 13.3%. They're also the most diversified generation, with 83% meeting Wells Fargo's minimum diversification goal. The diversification number drops to 80% for Gen X and 77% for Boomers. In addition, 30% of Millennials contribute enough to maximize maximize their full employer match when one is offered. That's 27% for Gen X and 25% for Boomers. So not only are they participating, they're matching, they're, they're maximizing their participation more than the Gen X and Gen, uh, Gen and Boomers. Um, what does diversified mean? Uh, well, minimum diversification goals in 401ks is defined by Wells Fargo as when a participant is either, one, invested in a diversified investment option, such as a target date fund, managed account product, or comprehensive advice program, or if they're self-directed, or two, invested in at least two different classes of equity funds and at least one fixed income fund and less than 20% in employer stock. So that's how they define that. It's a pretty good way of defining it. So they're, they're broadly divested. Uh, so, quote, the engagement among millennials is encouraging because the sooner they get started, the more prepared they will be for retirement. They have the power of time to help grow their next egg, nest egg, says Mel Hooker, director of relationship management for Wells Fargo International Retirement and Trust. This generation is benefiting from legislation that made it easier for employers to automatically employ enrolled employees in their 401k plan and from the use of default investments that help them meet a minimum level of diversification. Millennials are also the greatest users of the Roth 401k plans, which allow participants to generate participants to contribute after tax income. Millennials use this option when offered by their employer at a rate of 16% compared to 11% for Gen X and 8% of boomers. Uh, that makes sense. It's important to note that the use of Roth 401k is an intentional choice on their part, perhaps as a tax diversification strategy, added hooker. It's important to, that's a, that's a good point. Also, of course, your benefits of the Roth 401k are normally greatest the younger you are. So it makes a lot of sense that they're going to be the primary investors in that. Um, is Gen X f- feeling the squeeze? Gen X has seen an 11% uptick in participation over the last five years. However, they're leading the pack in terms of loans from their 401k plans. 25% of Gen X participants have a loan, compared to just 16% of millennials and 19% of boomers. 
This may be a case of sandwich generation syndrome, in which people are juggling the challenges of raising kids and helping aging parents, all during a period of increasing financial complexity in their lives, said Hooker. Unless you need the money for an emergency, however, it's best to resist the urge to tap your retirement funds. And if you need to do it, be sure to understand the terms. I completely agree. Uh, 25% sounds about right from our experience in managing 401k plans. While many 401k plans allow participants to borrow from their 401k accounts, there can be some unintended consequences that people need to be aware of during when making that decision. Of course, smaller retirement savings. When you take out a loan, you're, you're losing the benefits of investment growth, and that can leave you with a smaller retirement savings. How much smaller? That depends on a number of factors, including the size of the loan, the repayment period, whether you continue contributions during this period, the earnings on your account, and the loan interest rate. But if you stop contributing while you're paying back your loan, you won't receive your employer matching contribution. And that's the biggest problem we see. People say, well, now I have to pay back the loan that I took. I can't afford to contribute. And then they're missing out on their employer contribution. Pretty big deal. Um, also, keep in mind there's repayment requirements. If you lose your job or take another one, you'll have to repay the money very quickly, usually within 30 to 60 days. If you can't, the IRS considers the money you've taken out to have been a withdrawal, which means you'll have to pay taxes. And if you're under age 59 and a half, you'll probably owe a penalty as well. So that's one of the key things to understand when you're taking a loan from a 401k, that if you leave, uh, it's pretty much going to be a distribution, So, or you have to pay it back very quickly. Good info. Uh, next up, boomers participate at higher rates but lag in diversification. Earlier this year, the first wave of boomers turned 70 and a half years old, which reaches the age at which they are required to start drawing down their 401k savings. At this, as this population nears retirement, the number of those participating in their plan has increased by 8.3% over the last five years. Although that is a lower rate, rate of increase than millennials and Gen X, overall, more boomers participate than younger generations. Not surprising. A little over a third of all participants are more conservative in their own investments than a typical target date fund appropriate to their age. But more than half of boomers have greater equity exposure than an age-appropriate target date fund, which could expose them to a significant investment risk. So if you look at kind of what the math says in terms of where you should be, um, boomers are, are over-aggressively invested, and younger people as a rule are, tend to be more conservative than they need to be. Uh, it's a delicate balance. Lower returns for overly conservative participants can hurt balances in the home stretch to retirement. But overly aggressive participants face an even larger potential threat to their retirement income in the form of investment risk, said Hooker. It is important to encourage employees to create a plan for savings and stick to it. Consistency in contributions and diversification are a better path to success than chasing returns or trying to time the market because retirement success is a long-term proposition. 100% true. So when you're talking with your uh, older employees, keep in mind, the number one thing is that they can that they, they continue to contribute. Secondly, that they diversify well. And third, if you're 10 years out from retirement, you need to start scaling back on those equity investments, going to much more conservative investments because a big hit, you could lose 40%. That could be a bad day, bad, bad year. So that's the bad news. Who is on track? For the purposes of setting a goal and tracking progress, Wells Fargo measures the percentage of participants on track to replace 80% of their pay in retirement. And it appears that many of the behaviors in which millennials take the lead are pointing to a higher percentage on track. 66% of millennials who participate in retirement plans are on track to reach this goal in retirement, compared to 51% of Gen X and 41% of boomers. Quote, income replacement assumptions include, oh, I'm sorry, to define that, uh, that, that, that goal, uh, income replacement assumptions include a goal of replacing 80% of income during retirement at a retirement age of 65 and Social Security beginning Im uh, immediately. 
in addition, the calculation assumes income increases of 2% a year, investment returns adding 7% annually before retirement and 4% after retirement, and a 3% annual inflation. That's how they figured out if they're on track. So how employers are helping. So this is good news. You've got the millennials participating pretty well. 41% of boomers are on track. That's much higher than I honestly expected. So what? how can employers help and what are they doing? While there are many ways employers can help their employees save more for retirement, this analysis points to some standout opportunities for employers. Number one, and this is huge, closing the participation gap through automatic enrollment. While participation remains lowest among younger, more recently hired, and learning and lower earning employees, these populations have seen the greatest gain have seen the greatest gains in their counterparts, leading to a narrowing of the participation gap for all three demographic dimensions. Um, the biggest driver is automatic enrollment. When this younger group is automatically enrolled, 85% stay in the plan. The absence of automatic uh, in the absence of automatic enrollment, the participation falls to 38%. This is the key. Make them opt out instead of opt in. It's legal. It's going to be a, it's going to be a huge difference in their long-term success and also in your 401k's uh, participation. An increase in default deferral fees. When employers automatically enroll their employees in the 401k, the most common default deferral rate is 3%. At this rate, 11.1% opt out of the plan, meaning 9 and 10 stay in the plan. However, when people are automatically enrolled at 6% contributions, participants have a nearly identical reaction with 11.3% opting out of the plan. Given contribution rate challenges, defaulting employees to a higher contribution rate to begin with may help significantly. I think that's very true. Let them opt out. Let them, let them go to 3%. They can always fill out the form. If you do your enrollment well and you do your rollout well, they're going to understand and have an opportunity to do it. But psychologically, it's going to be a huge difference to opt out or scale that down than to do more. The final bit, and this is a, another great one, is automatic regular contribution increases. Today, 20% of plans include a feature that automatically increases their employer's contribution rate on a regular basis, often annually, and requires employers to take action to turn it off, employees to take action to turn it off or opt out. This is a significant uptick from 8% of plans that offered this feature in this fashion five years ago, 20% now. In addition to encouraging higher contribution rates by defaulting employees into a higher plan to begin with, adding automatic contribution increases as a feature employees need to elect to turn off rather than offering it and making them take the steps to turn it on will drive employees to a 10% contribution rate more quickly than if they simply stagnate at the automatic enrollment contribution rate. Quote, Employers don't have to guess anymore. The data reveals exactly what they need to do to move the needle on each behavior, said Hooker. In particular, when we see retirement plan contribution rates are in a stagnant state relative to other important behaviors, we can put in place the plan design features that will help improve this metric. Employers can use the data to inform their decisions based on their defined goals for helping their employees save for retirement. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the day. It, that's the end of Don't HR Alone number 45. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to have more news and updates for you coming up tomorrow. Uh, interviews coming up this week with HR leaders, CEOs, and small business owners. We look forward to seeing you there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Drop us a comment if you have any questions or HR concerns you want to take a look at. We'd love to help. Have a wonderful day. Go out there and get your work done.